Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by Goodwin's Hair Boutique. Goodwin's Hair Boutique is situated in the heart of Glasgow's vibrant merchant city. The salon was opened in 2013, but the staff have been working together for almost 20 years. At Goodwin's, clients can expect to be looked after in a comfortable and relaxing environment and can feel at home with the latest magazines and extensive complimentary drinks menu. Goodwin's Hair Boutique provides clients with premium hair products, including the prestigious Aveda Full Colour Spectrum and Product Range and Olaplex. Both of these products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. They also work with L'Oreal Professional. Goodwin's provide a range of excellent hair services which include weddings and hair extensions. Goodwin's were proud to receive recognition at the Scottish Hair and Beauty Awards in 2018, leaving with a highly commended award in the Best of Glasgow category. Clients are welcome to come along, sit back and relax while they are being pampered. Time spent in Goodwin's is all about you. For more information, head to www.goodwinsboutique.com and follow at Goodwin's Boutique on Insta and at Goodwin's Hair Boutique on Facebook. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. On this week's podcast, I caught up with one of the GGC fitness magazine columnists, Emma Mandelo. Having moved from Australia to Glasgow for love, Emma talks of her adoration for Scotland, shares her tips on training both the body and mind, chats about the importance of focusing on short-term goals to achieve the long-term objectives and highlights the importance of planning to enable us all to balance our lives and careers with fitness. As a PT and also a pro athlete for natural bodybuilding in the bikini division, we catch up with Emma and what life was like in Oz as a bikini bodybuilder and how she achieved the crazy bodybuilder tan and conquered any fears of going out on stage in her bikini to compete. Have a listen. So hello Emma, thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. Hi Laura, thank you so much for having me. Not at all, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for ages, so I'm glad we finally got around to it. Awesome. So introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Okay, so I am a personal trainer, level four, um, got my certification in Australia, um, and I am also, well I have achieved the status of a pro athlete in natural bodybuilding for bikini division. Brilliant. So that was quite some time and ever since then I've just been really excited and happy to help and support other women on their journeys and also men as well. So it's been really fun. Brilliant. So obviously you mentioned Australian. Clearly you've got a lovely Australian accent. Thank you. <laughs> so when did you come over here and why did you come to Glasgow? Um, so I came here about over a year ago and um, I had always had this dream when I was 18 that I was going to move to the UK. So ever since I was 18, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to move. I'm going to move and I'm going to be closer to Europe. And I just loved the idea of being closer to Europe. It was such a um, big part of my heart when I'd come to travel over here. And so I met my fiancé, who is Scottish. But a lot of the time when I travelled before we'd met to the UK, I didn't love London, which is somewhere I thought I would settle. Okay. Um, and so when I met my fiancé, he brought me over to Scotland. I was like, this place is a dream. I just loved oh, it. Yeah. So, so um, we moved over and found ourselves in Glasgow. And I'm loving it. I love the people of Glasgow. They're so cool and fun. Oh. Um, so, yeah. It must be so different to living in Australia. And... No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> same weather. Yeah, I know. So same, similar in so many ways. Same clothing. I know. Everything. 
but you're such a positive person though I have to say Aww. like cause we've known each other for over a year now yeah I would say um, so, yeah. and yeah you're just a ray of sunshine so oh thank it's you good to have you in Glasgow oh thank you bringing the sunshine in Glasgow <laughs> well that's it exactly I know please Aww. do continue to do so <laughs> so talk to us then about your career in the fitness industry then because I think like obviously at the start of every new year people mm-hmm. always say right I'm going to get into health and fitness this year and I do feel as though self-care does seem to be quite a hot topic in 2019 just through everything that you see on social and what other brands are doing and stuff mm-hmm. so if someone was to start <coughs> myself <laughs> I'm like not pointing any fingers myself start doing fitness like I, I've you kind of dabbled in it over the years but you're consciously decided right I'm going to start doing fitness what would you suggest would be a good way of getting into it because we spoke about weights and things in the past yeah yeah definitely so in terms of the type of training and it depends on what everyone's goals are but say you're looking to tone up lose a little bit of body fat and just feel a little bit better about yourself get your metabolism boosted better sleep things like that that are just going to improve your journey along the way yep um I know a really uh, huge dif- differentiator between when I would come over here and chat to the majority of women to back home is, um, and no offence to the UK, no, no, not but at all. it is a little bit more, um, things are a little bit trending faster over in Australia than what they do over here. Yeah. So currently at the moment when I chat to women, not a lot of them know a lot about how to train for best results in that kind of area. Yeah. So I remember sitting with you and just explaining to you, like, we can definitely get you doing a little bit of cardio, getting, yeah. working up that sweat, you know, this yeah. high intensity interval training that you can do as well. But weights actually being something that not many women knew that you could utilize to yes. get there a little bit quicker, maintain it a lot easier. So a lot of the time when I take someone through, I explain to them that if you do a little bit of weight training, you put on a little bit of lean muscle mass, okay? Yes. Not huge because you need to be eating copious amounts <laughs> yeah. to be able to put on muscle tissue, but you put on a little bit of lean muscle tissue. What that lean muscle tissue is going to do is it's going to help burn more fat at rest. It's going to boost your metabolism a lot better. Yep. And also, if you look at the time that you spend training in the gym, say you're doing like an intense cardio workout, versus a intense weight training session yeah you might actually burn a little bit more ca- um, calories in the cardio session yeah we, we know calories in versus calories out helps yes. you lose weight um so burning calories is obviously really important so you might burn a little bit more in that cardio session as opposed to the weight session but what you tend to burn after and every movement you make after is yep. actually increased with weight training because of that lean muscle gain so um, every movement you make when you're at rest, when you're asleep, everything, you just actually tend to burn more calories after training. So it really surpasses the cardio training. Yeah. And it's not to say cardio doesn't have its place. Yes. It really does. I think a balance of the two is really, really important. Okay. But also understanding that weight training is such a is such an important role. And say you're going to jump on the scales. Yes. And you're thinking, okay, oh, have Jesus. I lost the weight? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> And you're thinking, have I lost the weight? I've done this weight training. I've done a little bit of cardio. I've been trying to eat right. And, you know, I'm trying to do all these things. And, and you see the weight maybe not shift as quickly if yes. you're doing something like weight training. Yep. Um, what you'll tend to find is you might drop quite a lot yep. and then you might stabilize. But what's happening is you're putting on a little bit of muscle tissue, yep. which means that muscle weighs a little bit more than what fat would. So if you look at pound for pound, 
Fat takes up more surface area. Yep. Muscle doesn't, but muscles weighs a little bit heavier, which is why you might not see that change in the scale so okay. much. But you feel it and you see it in your clothes. And I think taking photos, measurements are like one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, okay, because that's yeah. so interesting because there was always that thing like when you'd start going to the gym and stuff like that and, and you would put on a wee bit of weight, but you knew that you were feeling different. Yeah. And it would be like, is that an old wife's tale, like, just because I'm working out? But actually, it's real if you're putting on muscle. Yeah. And yeah. it's not all about the scales, is it? It's actually, no. like you say, about how you feel in your clothes, yeah. your dimensions mm-hmm. and different. So before anyone gets into, like, a program, you would recommend taking, where would they be, like, putting their measuring tape, basically? Where would, where's the Yeah, areas? so say you didn't have a trainer that yes. was taking your measurements for you. Yes. What I'd highly recommend is before and after shots. So okay. if you want to make sure you're taking a front-on shot, profile shot, back shot. Yep. Um, plain background, the same, same to similar clothing. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is really important. Um, and what I would also do is take measurements from your waist. Yes. So you could either do where your belly button is. Yeah. Then you could do where your hip bones are. Yeah. Um, where you're, you know, when you feel the sides of your hips and you feel that kind of bone dig out. Yeah. Yeah, around there, around your hips. I would do the bust because, unfortunately... You lose it a wee bit. You'll lose the boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, some people do. Some people are blessed with breast tissue. I'm not one of those. Oh. Um, and I would Perfect take... Figure. Perfect. Stop. You do. Um, I would also take your neck because, surprisingly, believe it or not, people tend to lose a lot of weight around their face as well. So yes. And it might be the first place that you lose it. So it's really kind of great to just do that measurement as well. Arm and leg. So you can either do both arm, both legs, um, or you can just do your right arm, right, whatever you yeah. have time to do. Just okay. make it super simple so that you know that you're going to stick to taking your measurements. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, that's a really good, yeah. like, suggestion because I know that personally before, like, I knew you, I would just step on the scales. Yeah. And then sometimes they're – and it can differ, can't it, in terms of, like, your water retention. Yeah, it can different times your cycle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 100%. And it's not to say, like – don't ever step on the way the scales, and I don't ever say to people don't step on the scales, even though I secretly think it. Yeah, <laughs> because the amount of times you might step on the scale might be every day, every week, and it's just not a healthy, especially for yeah. women with yeah. their different cycles, holding the water, like you said. Yeah. Um, but it's not the most. I mean, when you look at the the number on the scale, you're looking at muscle tissue yep. fat tissue water you're looking at bone you're looking at organs that's everything that makes up that number on the scale yes. so how are you going to know where that is coming from if you're not taking photos and I have so many people that say to my clients or people that I know oh my gosh you look so great you've lost so much weight and they're like oh but the scales don't say anything uh, okay. do you know what I mean yes. so they beat themselves up when they okay. really shouldn't, they shouldn't. Be. so Yeah. Okay, okay. So you obviously have an array of clients that you work with basically to get them they've all got their own things to work towards. Mm -hmm. Holidays quite normally the big thing, isn't it? And yes. (laughs) Especially over here. Yes. Like you cover yourself up and when you go away somewhere warm, it's like you're getting everything off. Yes. I know, and it's a big deal and you're like, Oh no, you dread it, which is a shame because obviously holidays are one of the best things you can do. So if someone was to be wanting to get bikini ready, say they've started maybe doing the the exercise, a wee bit of cardio, a wee bit of weights, what things could they be doing out with the gym that would be sort of help them work towards their goals? Such a good question, Laura. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, a lot of people don't, 
they think if they're eating right or they're, you know, they're training correctly that they're doing all the right things. And don't get me wrong, you could be eating incorrectly. At the end of the day, you could be training all you want, but you might not be eating yes. to suit your body because you've copied it online or something like that. So definitely get that sorted first. Okay. Find someone that can help you, give you a free consultation and just sit you down and saying, this is where you're at and this is where you need to be and this is what I would recommend nutritionally going forward as a guide yep. to stick to. Um, but outside of those areas, the really important things that I look at if someone's doing all the right things yep. is sleep, okay, stress, yep, their steps per day, okay, um, and water. So they're things that people will not tend to focus on so yes. much. So you know they might not be drinking enough water. They might be drinking only one to two liters, when in fact they should be drinking two to four, I mean three to four liters. Yes. Um, and you know drinking more on the water the days that they exercise. Also, sleep and stress are two of the biggest factors when it comes to fat loss in particular. Seriously. Yeah, and in particular around your midsection. Yeah. So a lot of the time the issue is if they're getting bikini ready. Oh. But I've got this bulge up top of my bikini and like on the sides, like how do I get rid of that? And it is such a tricky area and there is no other answer than a a deficit in your calories, not too much. You don't want to stress your body out too much. A lot of people tend to think that under eating is the way to go. But you want to make sure you're in a healthy deficit Yes. and you're working on it consistently, making sure you're getting around six to seven to eight hours of sleep. Okay. I usually find with the array of clients I see, seven hours of sleep is enough. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, six hours is too little, but seven is just the right number. Eight okay. hours for some people. Yep. Okay. So just whatever you feel waking refreshed, that's the number of hours you need to get. Okay. Um, and stress, obviously you can't avoid stresses at work yes so find ways to better deal with them chat with a colleague go out for a walk i can't stress how important this is because if you're constantly raging yeah uh uh or stressed it's really that cortisol level that constant high cortisol level is not going to be a great um you know help for your results okay um and then yeah just getting your steps up so yes. you know, obviously, you mentioned before about a Fitbit. I know you've got an Apple Watch. Yes, yeah. You feel like it's a bit more specific. Yes, uh huh. And that I think they can also track your sleep, can't it? Or can Do you know it? what? Actually, I don't know if it can because the Fitbit could, but I've not managed to see it on the Apple Watch. But there's probably an app that I can download. Yeah. That I can like get because yeah. I, I love tracking my sleep I know it's, I love it's it. such a huge one so you can see how the deep hours of sleep that you get yeah. if it's interrupted yes which is another important point you want to make sure you have undisturbed sleep for as long as possible okay um now the tip of the obviously the step count if you don't have a Fitbit you don't have an Apple watch there's free apps you can get on your phone, on your phone yep. aiming for 10,000 steps a day if you think that's roughly two hours if you think I don't have two hours to walk around you're not walking around the city you're not going to different meetings yeah you know 5,000 steps a day is still better than not doing it uh-huh yeah, yeah exactly I know and it makes you accountable doesn't it when you're looking at that number yeah because I know last year when I was like and we had this discussion when I was working like just to get the website and everything built there would be some days where, don't get me wrong, I would take her out for a wee stumble, but I'd be so focused on wanting to get back and doing something, I'd be doing like 2,000 steps. And that yeah. is like, honestly, so bad. So Well, I mean, it's better than none. It's, be- it's better than none. <laughs> it's I know. better than it's none. It's better than none. That's bloody just walking about the house. But no, it is so important because it's not like 10,000 like the... American Heart Association's number that they've come up with. That they come up with as a guide. As a guide. Yeah, yep. to help. And essentially it is to not only improve like 
you know, your cardiovascular and stuff like that, depending on how fast you walk, if you walk uphill and things like that. But it's also, again, about getting the calories in versus calories out. Yes. So um, burning the most amount of calories in a day that you possibly can. Um, but obviously, like, you know, I would assume you've got a lot of women on here that are busy. Yes, probably. I yeah. know, and you know what, Seed, regardless of what you do, whether you're a mum at home, whether you're a working woman, whether you've got your own business, women always seem to be busy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, because running a house, yeah. that's busy. Like Everything mm -hmm. is just... So I think, yeah, we always seem to fill our day constantly and not really sit down. <laughs> oh, and I totally understand what you mean. I um, was reading something that Robin Sharma had written. Okay. And it was something like, we are receiving information 20, no, 200 times faster than what we were 20 years ago. It was something ridiculous like that number. And I just thought, oh, my God. And, you know, obviously women listening to podcasts are on a mission. Yes. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be listening to something like your podcast yep. where yep. they're wanting to draw inspiration from and yeah. tips, I guess. Absolutely. So I think as well, my tips for the busy woman, for, you know, the woman that's running their business mm -hmm. or running their household because yep. that is a bloody job in itself. Oh, God, I know, I know. I can't I'm not adding say. kids to this scenario. I, I know, I know. My friends with kids are like, I just think women that with kids are like superheroes. Yeah. Especially when they can balance everything because it's just full on and it's constant. Oh, 100%. Like, it is it is it is his job in itself. Oh, you know? of course. So, um, my tips around that, yeah. because it's probably one of the the biggest excuses when it comes to, and I'm not saying it's an excuse, but when it comes to wanting to achieve a goal and you're unable to do so because yeah. your lifestyle gets in the way, yeah. you've got to find something that's going to suit the lifestyle that you're at. Okay. So rather than trying to change drastically, yes. just using simple tips like this, and I'll go into if you've got a bit more time. Yes. So my top tips for that would be, number one, definitely connect with why you are wanting the goal. Okay. Okay. Emotionally. So, yep. for example, let's use the, the mum example because, honestly, I think about being a mum on top of the schedule that I have and I don't know about you, Laura. Yeah, I know. But I just think I couldn't imagine adding more workload and having a little person be a priority. Do you yes, know what I mean? Yep. So, it, it's quite a tricky one. So, say I've got a lot of mums that come to me like, I just want to feel better. Yeah. I want to lose that last bit of weight that I had when I had my kids and say I've had my kids like three, four years ago, which yep. is sometimes the case. Yeah. And I'm just so tired. I'm over it. And I just really get them to connect to okay, so why, why, why yeah. get deeper, pull it out of them. It's like, I'm sick of not being able to run and catch up after my kids. Okay. Like, I'm just so over not being able to keep up with them. Yes, And okay. then being exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's why is different, but the emotional connection to that, that frustration yes. is going to be really important to use when they're wanting to give up. Okay. When they want to cancel, okay. when they want to do this, it's like, oh, but I've got to do this for the kids. But if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to have the energy to do this for the kids. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. really connecting to that a lot of the time. Yeah. My second tip would be, and this is the most important one. Okay. Plan your day. Okay. <laughs> the night before. See, yes. Okay. Talk to us so about this. So a lot of the time you're going to get up, let's say 5 a.m. I get up at 5 a.m. Yep. every day. You're going to get up at 5 a.m., the last thing you're going to want to do is pack your food, pack your snacks, pack your kids' snacks, yep. then pack your bag for the gym. Yep. So you're just going to get up and you're just going to be like, I'm just going to roll with whatever life's giving to me today. Whereas if you've got literally 15 minutes yep. before you go to bed, and a lot of women I know are busy listening to this podcast, but everyone has 15 minutes Yes. All right, to prep, 
your meals and your snacks. Yes. Super important. Before the day, get your bag packed for the gym, water bottle, literally. So when you get to that door, you haven't forgotten a single thing because you had the night to think about it. Yes. Okay? Because okay. I've actually had an amazing client. Ian, he's so fantastic. I love him so much. Okay. Shout out to Ian if he's listening. Highly <laughs> is. But, you know, he came, he messaged me. He's like, Emma, I forgot all my gym clothes and my gym shoes. Never happens. And he's like, I'm going to go buy some. He literally rocked up to his session having bought everything. So that's an extremely deep connection to why he was doing something. Oh, that is you. That guy is yeah. on it. Ian, that's on it. <laughs> so that would be my tip number two is prepare your day the night before. It always works and you're just going to run straight out the door. The day's going to go so much more smooth. Okay. Yes. Number three, and you would never cancel a meeting on the school. You'd never cancel a meeting on your boss. So no. don't cancel a meeting on yourself. If you're going to cancel a meeting on yourself, find somebody who's got a similar goal to you that's looking to go to the gym, schedule a time with them to go to the gym each day. I think that's really, really important. Yep. Number four would be, it ties in with that actually, is you want to make sure that you are going to keep things as simple as possible. So don't drastically try and change okay. what your lifestyle is. Work what you're looking to do in with your lifestyle. Okay. So if you've only got 30 minutes to train or you know and you got to get in at lunchtime, like doing a high intensity interval training for 10 15 minutes yep. is more actually going to burn more calories if that's what you're looking to do than 30 minutes on the treadmill. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So not getting it done is worse than like I said. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so doing that, obviously, if you don't like cooking, find a local meal prep. Like, yes. support the local people. Find someone that does it. If you can't afford to do that, yep. then it's all it is is it's 30 minutes every three days. Yes. 30 minutes every three days, prep your meals. You can have the chicken or the fish baking in the oven. Yes. You can be boiling the potato and steaming the broccoli. 30 minutes later, it's done. Do you know Amazing. what I mean? So, so that's an hour out of your week. Yes. Okay. You know. So. so you do you get your meals prepared, don't you? Because we've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. And people like to freeze them. Yes. I personally love to eat fresh, and okay. so does my fiance. Yeah. So obviously, it's not going to be super fresh if it's two days old. Yes. But the point is, you're having fresh at like as fresh as possible. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And it's an hour out of your week, so it's super super simple. Yeah, and like you say, it's investing in yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And obviously, the last tip would just be to follow the rules of water, getting your steps up, like we spoke about. And sleep and stress. So just ticking yep. all those off. It's they're simple things that you can do. If you had more time, like with any other goal that you kind of set out to achieve, is sit down and, and look at your week. And if you work for yourself, really just try and schedule. These are my call times. These are my times with clients. And just look at your week and see in those that week where you have the thirty minutes a day to get a high intensity interval training session in, or yep. where you have that hour, half an hour increments for for the two day, the two times of your week where you can fit in your meal prep. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's as simple as that. When you see how much time you actually have, you're more effective in that time. Okay. So I find that really really fun. That is amazing. I love yeah. like and so you are also a very big advocate because we spoke about stress for like meditation. Yes. Is that something that you do and you encourage your clients to do? Yeah. So, and a lot of people do, again, use that excuse of they are busy. Yep. And if it's 10 to 15 minutes in your morning, you can get up that little bit earlier. If you get up at 6.30, get up at 6. Yep. 
And, you know, my busiest times, I think, and I've told you this before, I was, when I was competing, Yes. I obviously had a really fun um, workout regime. Otherwise, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't have done it. It must have been so intense. It was pretty intense, but it was fun. I was working my own business and I was, I was actually working, I was actually working two businesses and I had a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have kids to that schedule, yeah. but it was really, really busy. Yeah. So what I would, t- so what I would tend to do is I would, um, set aside 15 minutes in the morning. I would do a five minute meditation. Okay. And I tend to find it really difficult to focus on meditating. So I would do a guided one on YouTube. Okay. Really easy to do. Yeah. Um, and then I would spend around five minutes writing what I'm grateful for nice so at least 10 things we can all find 10 things of even course. if it's having like literally food in our belly like yeah. we're about to eat do you know what I mean and then I would find five minutes to just write down my goals what I was going to achieve and how it would feel when I achieved them so it didn't have to be a whole load of goals it could just be something super simple for that yep. day um and I really really love doing that as a daily practice just because I think we work so hard on our bodies we work yep. so hard on our goals but one thing we don't work so hard on is our mind. So okay. really like actually building up your mind as much as you build up your body. And you'll yep. find that if you're working really hard on a goal, you're going to have to have discipline. Yes. So you're going to be training your mind. But adding those little rituals in are really going to help you focus your day, yep. have more appreciation for your day, yep. and also just feel really good when you achieve the goals and you don't forget that you've actually come such a long way. So it's a really nice reminder. Yes. Um, I think it's something that people look over a lot as something that's not important. But when you do, don't set yourself a goal of doing it for the year. Yep. Set yourself a goal of doing it for that week. Yep. Just focus that week. Like, I know you say you wanted to go vegetarian. Yes. Just focus for you on a month. Or yeah. for me, it would be a week of daily goals because we can't focus any longer than that. Yeah. And really be strict on every single day for 15 minutes when I wake up, this is what I'm going to do. And watch yep. your whole world change. Yep. And you realize that how you feel and how good you can feel just by doing those things, like how good you can feel when you commit to working out and working out, it's so worth it. Oh, so worth it. So you were like an award-winning bikini bodybuilder. I like, mean, totally. Like, like no, if but, you like, saw me in real life, you'd be like, "Is she?" I like... know, but you're <laughs> phenomenal, and your figure is like wow, like a, like a temple. Like you've got like you you're are ripped. Too kind. You're ripped. But you're dead. <laughs> you're lovely and slim as well. Like I think people think when they hear the Muscular. word bodybuilder, and that's why originally before I spoke to you, I was like, oh, I don't know about um weights because I feel as though I would then maybe just become a chunky monkey yeah um but like you are testament to the fact that like that's kind of that's not the way it goes Mm -hmm. but talk to us then like how did you get into it and you know how did you feel when you were doing it because it's a really wild thing to have done thank you that's very sweet of you to say um I actually had a really without going into it too much I had a really really bad background with food um, with anxiety not necessarily with my body I just had anxiety through bad relationships bad experiences which led me to live a really unhealthy constantly grabbing something quick um, lifestyle okay and I was very unhealthy I was probably about 40 kilos when I actually started to turn my life around so what is that in stones because I'm rubbish at that stones 6 12 18 24 
That's about five, six stone. No, yeah. Si oh, God, six, seven were, stone. You were really, six, like, Because it's six kilos to a stone, I think. Right, okay. Yeah. So you were tiny. Yeah. Yeah, so I was really, really small. Um, and I, you know, a lot of people thought I had an eating disorder. Okay. So I went to many, many doctors and tried to find a diet that was... Because I actually... It was never because I was too thin, even though I hated getting cold you know, body of the teenage boy, um, I would get cold, too skinny, like, give her a burger. It's like, uh, little did they know actually what I was going through. Yeah. And it's the same for, like, that is just as insulting as calling someone the yeah. opposite end of the spectrum. I truly feel that way because when I was having those comments, people thought that, oh, she's skinny, so she'd be happy to hear that. Yeah. But actually, it's, it's really offensive, it you know, especially when you don't feel like a woman. Yeah. You know, and I was very young at, the, at that age. I was like 21, and I, all I wanted to be was a woman. I yeah. wanted to, you know, I wasn't valuing myself at the time, so I wanted to feel like I was still worthy. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I finally got over feeling rubbish, because it got to a point where I couldn't eat normal foods, like yep. my tummy was always reacting. I had really, really bad IBS and I was constantly unwell. So I went to a doctor, a doctor had given me an array of different diets. I tried a few of them. I got, I got tried for, um, you know, allergies with food yep. and I wasn't allergic to food, but they did say, look, we're going to put you on high fiber. Then we're going to try this. Then we're going to try that. And I tried everything and it wasn't quite working for me. If I did it for a certain period of time, it was great. But as soon as I went off it, it just didn't work. Okay. So I, I kept responding really badly. And eventually I found something that worked for me. I really like flooded my body with good nutrients okay. um, and just focused on eating a really healthy, balanced diet. Okay. And rather than eating things that were, you know, processed and crap, I just yep. really focused on super clean foods and I felt so good. And as a result, I started going to the gym for okay. the first time ever. I was really sporty. Okay. But I started going to the gym for the first time ever and everyone's like, you should compete, you should compete. And then I thought, oh, that's probably bodybuilding I'm like I don't want to wear that fake tan that's a bit odd but <laughs> I mean you know it really actually put me off bodybuilding and I got Didn't to it? <laughs> yeah it did because it's super mahogany isn't it but obviously it looks makes your muscle it makes it shows everything you, yeah, yeah it shows, shows that definition up. it's just yeah. like when you get a fake tan for your after photo it's like oof I look fat yeah I know totally <laughs> um, but I obviously had seen a lot of the women that were going through bodybuilding and I'd you know some of them were doing great some of them weren't and the ones that weren't really kind of put me off like they had dieted so extremely and they had restricted their calories and they had you know done severe like excess exercise and afterwards their body took a while to come back okay. you know some of them had metabolic damage some of them had hormonal imbalances they right. had to fix and um, it really put me off competing. So I kind of didn't want to go down that route. And yep. I thought, well, why don't I do it different? Why don't I just, um, you know, push my training, yep. but not to the extreme yep. until I didn't enjoy it anymore. Yep. Why don't I, you know, challenge myself with eating super clean and healthy yep. and fitting the foods in eating enough to be able to put muscle on without having to cut anything out of my food yep. groups. And as a result, I wanted to stand on stage the healthiest version of myself I could possibly be and the fittest version of myself without actually doing it for a title or a reward. Okay. I just saw the day as like a big cherry on top of the journey okay, that I had to go nice. through to get there. Yep. Um, and so whenever, when I obviously competed and I, I just so happened to do well, 
um, I had a lot of women come to me and they're like, so how did you do it? And I just really wanted to send the message out there that you can do it that way with yep. excessive dieting, excessive cardio, and there's safe ways of doing it. But you can also choose to just do it because you want to stand on there as healthy as possible, get yourself a goal, yep. set it, do it. Do you know what I mean? It could even yep. just be a photo shoot. So that's really how I kind of got on the journey and I stayed on the journey for so long because okay. I really just wanted to push and see how much of a testament I could be to that. Wow. So, and obviously along the way, mindset being a huge thing of that yep. because you get a lot of things that come through and it's like, oh, I don't look like I belong on stage. You know, I don't, I, I'm not quite ready. No one ever feels ready when yeah. they say, when I won and I took out my pro card, I was like, there's no way I'm going to win this one. Like, uh-huh. that's fine. I'm just going to go out there and have fun, but it's all good. And, you know, and I think what the thing is, is you just have to have really healthy mind habits yes to, so when you come out of something like that and if you do or don't place it actually doesn't feel anything different yeah you know the glory is there and then after that there's no difference to how you feel yes i've not placed and i've placed and i've felt no difference so okay. and i really test i use the the mindset with you know meditation and gratitudes and everything like that as a real strong testament to my mindset at that time Wow, amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. And then tell us about the tanning aspect, because I have always wondered, what, oh like, do God. you tan the night before, do you tan on the day, or do you actually go out with the guide colour on? Um, so you have a specific tan. Okay. And the best tan I've ever used, I don't know if you can get it over here, it's called Muscle Tan. Okay. And so is that specific for bodybuilding? Yeah, okay. yeah. So super dark tan. Okay. I actually got marked down once for not being dark enough, which was hilarious. You're joking. I know. Um, so there's that muscle tan and they basically spray you the night before. Yeah. You don't wash it off. Okay. Okay. You can wash it off, but generally you won't be dark enough. So you spray it on the night before and then the morning of you get another spray and you do not wash the thing off. Oh, man. So let's just say if you tripped over going to the toilet and you got water on yourself or something, like, (laughs) it would look interesting. Because that's like a double layer. And I know from obviously like my fake bake days, like spray tanning and then but the next morning as well like I am quite a sweaty person anyway so I sweat a lot when I'm mm-hmm. sleeping like tan as much as fake bake was a really good product it and actually it didn't give off that that like, smell. smell yeah it, obviously when I was sleeping during the night I would sweat and then there would be this smell it wasn't like bo it was almost like we called it like tanbo yeah because it's like a kind of mixture it's a mixture of your body chemicals and the tan and And then you're spraying another one on top of that i can only imagine delightful i can only imagine that that changing room smelled like well i mean you you know when you travel like i've gone all over the world competing and when i was away i you have to bring your own sheets so you just go out and you buy really crap sheets and oh. you put it over the hotel bed or the apartment bed you're staying in because you'd obviously just get it everywhere. Yes. And people would wake up. It was really funny with like handprints on them. Because you don't just, know where you're touching oh, when you're sleeping. It was so funny. Especially on your face. Like sometimes you wake up, you maybe got your hand in your yeah. face. I can imagine. And yeah. you look like you've got like a some kind like of... Like a handprint on your face or someone smacked you. But generally oh. people wash that off to get best results for the makeup. Okay. So the face is usually safe, but it's the rest of the body that is hilarious when you see certain things so yeah I've patched up quite a lot of booties backstage oh god you must have yeah and what about in terms of like because you've obviously been very specific about your mindset like you mm-hmm. and your meditation what about um having the confidence because you've you, you've worked on yourself and you've maybe come from a dark place and you've worked on yourself yeah but it must take such big balls to get up on stage in a bikini and it's not like you're just walking about 
you're showcasing your work, you're showcasing your muscles. Yeah. And then you've got judges who are sitting in front of you. Like that must, how would you kind of deal with nerves of originally going up? Or by that point, had you kind of worked on your mindset so much that you were just looking forward to it? Do you know, that is such a good question. Thanks, you are. You should be like the Oprah of Glasgow, <laughs> by the way. Because I would very gladly take that title. Honestly, I'm just going to start calling you it and it's just going to stick. You I know? love it. By the way, Oprah, I mean Laura. <laughs> so, really good question because when I first started competing, I... This is a really funny story. Okay. Competing takes up a lot of your time. It must okay? do. And I know mums do it. It's fantastic. You've got to have serious discipline. But I was actually doing a personal development course okay. on the same weekend, and I refused to cancel either of them. Okay. So I had to be all day in hair and makeup and stuff, so I missed out on quite a lot of one of the days. But at that time, it was all about finding your <clears throat> ranges. Okay. So, like, you'd have a range, you'd go, like, where you're really quiet. And then when you're really loud, yeah. you have to stay at that range and be comfortable staying at that range. So it's finding being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. Um, and I really practiced a lot of that before I'd actually gone on the stage. Okay. But I was definitely one of those kids that would walk behind their mum when I was younger. Okay. I was very much very shy. So don't ever think I ever came from a really good background because I did, but my mental background was not very strong. Um, I even, I never wore bikinis at the beach until I was... 17 18 and it was yeah. just because my friends were peeling my clothes off me because I had things on my body I didn't want to show so I came okay. from a very very uh backward okay <laughs> mindset so coming on stage it was literally just pushing myself reading books attending seminars that were going to develop me as a person yeah um and just constantly putting myself in uncomfortable situations yes and just trying to get comfortable in them so i do something literally every every single day that scares the shit out of me do you know what i mean Brilliant. so i and you know even if it's just doing a concert or if it's doing you know something that's totally out of your comfort zone i just really practice that so when i walked up on stage um i'm i'm one of those people that i do feel the nerves but you kind of just let that fall away and you understand that this is just one of those situations where you just have to get comfortable. And I think what I did was to eliminate parts of the uncertainty, which was posing is one of the hardest things you'll ever learn in bodybuilding. Okay. You can do the training. It's posing. That's really hard. So walking on stage, it was kind of like I made sure I'd nailed my posing in my walk. So when I went up there, all that was left was my personality. Okay. So it was just being happy and taking everything that I'd learned um, and trying to be as comfortable as possible and just focusing on the people, having that support system there as well. I had like two tables of friends at my uh, first comp. So I kind of walked out and I was like so happy and then, you know, nailed my posing because I didn't have to think about it. So taking away the things that and practicing the things that are going to make it hard, making it easy and then just focusing on on that support group and stuff. So I, I don't really know. I guess it's just you know you, what you t- what you choose to focus on is what will show on stage. Yeah, and I think that's so good. Finding comfort in that uncomfortable. What is it that they saying? Like comfort is a thief of thief of progression or yeah something similar so, to that yeah, comfort yeah, zone. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with people that want to just remain in their comfort zone because a comfort zone might be amazing mm-hmm. and that is how they live their life and they love it. Yeah. But if you are, I always think if you do want to take yourself to the next level, you need to do things that you fear or else... Yeah, exactly. And it's even like something so simple like going to the shops without makeup on. Yes. 
you know, I remember one time when going out without makeup on was a big thing for me. Me and, too. But you go through Filthy days where you... you are. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you go through days where you're just like, right, I'm just going to go to the shops without makeup on. Now I'm going to go to my friend's house without makeup on. Do you know what I mean? It's something so simple that you can do. It doesn't have to be walking out on stage or it doesn't have to be giving a presentation. It can yes. just be simple things to start with. Yeah, and as liberating as a female. Yeah, oh yeah. To not wear makeup because... It's been kind of conditioned maybe since we were younger that, you know, you would always have makeup on. So yeah. that's a good a good way of putting it. Yeah. So do you know what I'm always dead interested in when it comes to personal trainers who basically live and breathe, like creating a healthy life for themselves? Mm-hmm. What is an average day in your diet? Okay. <laughs> I'm so interested because we spoke about cider vinegar. Like, so there's yeah. different things. Like, yeah. I'm just so interested in that. Okay. So obviously everything that I do is... Like, you know, whatever advice I give is is literally a guidance kind of. Of course, um, of you course. You know, for anyone else, and going to a dietitian is the best way for each person to discover what they should be eating. Yes. Um, but a day in the life of what my life looks like is: I wake up, I shot my apple cider vinegar. <laughs> okay, and why is that? I personally quite like so I have apple cider vinegar that's has with the mother okay. as a label so it has all the good stuff in it so when okay. you're shotting it you've got good bacteria yeah um and it's really good for your gut hair skin nails yeah I guess sorry listeners I guess having a get it, I guess get I know. it <laughs> I know. um so I do that in the morning um I also drink warm lemon water in the morning yes just, just because personally for me I mean, I can't, I have no, I can't tell anyone what alkaline acidity, you know, I can't really go over that. Your body but from too, my yes. experience, like I quite like the fact that I can wake up and obviously lemon is an acidic fruit, but yes. when you drink it, it goes alkaline and not saying that I need it, but a balance of everything is, is definitely yeah. needed. So I really quite like that. Okay. Sometimes I might sprinkle a little bit of pink rock salt because it acts as a natural detoxifier. Your body detoxifies naturally, so you don't need anything crazy. Okay. But it's just things that are just going to help aid that little bit more. Okay. Um, so I kind of do that first thing in the morning. I drink as much water as I possibly can. Yep. Um, and then what I'll tend to do is I'll have breakfast. So if I'm on the go, it'll be a shake that has your good fats, your carb, your protein. Yes. Um, and then when I'm not on the run, it would be literally like scrambled eggs with egg whites and a little bit of avocado um i tend to like halloumi i put things what i like yeah of you know course. what i mean a little bit of halloumi piece of toast yes um and some spinach yep so that's generally my day okay um but if i don't have other i'll have the halloumi because that's my fats okay um and then i'll make sure i always snack so i have something like a banana and a couple of almonds yep or some apple slices and some peanut butter. I love some that. Some natural peanut yeah, butter. I love that. So, and then, you know, my lunch will be um, chicken, serving of chicken. Um, it will be sweet potato, it will be broccoli, or it will be chili. Yeah. So I, like, we use turkey mince, so breast mince or whatever, and we yep. make, like, a, a chili with it. Lovely. Which is really nice. So yep. I'll have that with sweet potato or broccoli. Then I'll have my afternoon, which can look like a bit of a protein shake with my almonds, or, again, like, a piece of fruit with almonds or something like that, or just almonds. Yeah. Not too many almonds, <laughs> And then dinner, How many? Is, dinner is the same as lunch. Because I would just be, like, eating the full packet, but it should oh, be, like, a hand. On your calories, yeah. So like anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five almonds. Um, some people have less. So if okay. I have my banana, yep. I'll have like ten almonds. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So you're looking at around 
uh, around 200 calories is around 20 to 25 almonds. Okay. Around about there. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I really quite simply just choose things that are easy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I can always carry around a bag of almonds. Yeah. And when I prep, I prep, like I said, I have my, my chicken baking in the oven and I have my steamed broccoli and my boiled or my mash um, yep. sweet potato. So I have that all in tubs and I just take it when I go. So it's super easy. Yeah, and we... a lot of the times I'll be probably adding an extra meal to that. <laughs> so it might look like four meals and two snacks, sometimes five meals and two snacks, depending on the level of training that I'm at. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we spoke as well about the importance of snacking. Yes. So that is... so. To keep your body metabolism, is, it, is that why yeah. you should be snacking? Keep the metabolism on fire. Yes. Um, also, a lot of the time you will, some people will wait till they're hungry to eat. And yes. there's nothing wrong with that. But yep. nine times out of ten, you are probably past the keeping the metabolism burning, but you're also going to make bad decisions yes. when you're hungry. Just like you're going to make a bad decision when you go to the supermarket hungry. Like yeah. You're obviously oh, going to choose all the snacks. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I know. I've done it so many times. <laughs> So yeah, really handy. And what I tend to find is a lot of people, they either don't eat enough or they're eating too much at the one time or they're yeah. just eating constantly throughout the day. It's really, really in, important to identify when you're having your meals and actually being as present with those meals as possible, yes. taking the time to chew them. Don't be on your phone. Don't yeah. be, you know, don't, you can eat with somebody, but try not to converse, really try and taste your food yep. and be present with your food. So your body has that mind connection okay. to what you're eating yep. and it's going to make full use of the nutrients as well. So my Amazing. little tips for that. Yeah, that's really good. That's, and you also spoke about an app which helps to yes. regulate and will monitor what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. So exercise. there is an amazing, app like at the biggest most common problem I have with people when they first start on like a a meal guidance and they get a certain amount of macros and certain amount of calories yep. that they need to hit is they can literally download a free app called eat this much okay again yep eat this, this much, much. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and you put in your calories your macronutrients and it literally makes you recipes and um food and quantities so it gives you a whole recipe book yep on your meals and your snacks and it breaks down into like it breaks it all down so that you're not having too much at the one time and it's all even with what you're looking to do with your body so if you're looking to put on muscle it can help you with that if you're vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or mediterranean they have um they have recipes for that so you can get that day by day for free or you can pay to have like i don't know i think it's 50 quid for the year and have shopping lists and your whole weeks planned out brilliant so it's so simple such a good app yeah amazing yeah so good and then there was the my fitness pal as well which you so yeah my fitness pal is something that i absolutely love to use this is different to eat this much because you don't you can still track everything through eat this much like your results what you're eating um but I don't know if you can share that with a trainer or you can see the quantities and ratios or send it in a food diary. But I basically get my clients to track their food initially yeah. so they know what's in their food. Yeah. I know that they're eating the right things through an app called My Fitness Pal, and they enter in their food for the day and then it gives me ratios and it gives them ratios of exactly what they've done and it actually connects through different apps that personal trainers can use to oh, keep an okay. eye on them That's and making cool. sure that they're trending correctly. And it's not something you're going to have to do all the time, 
but it's also not something you're never going to have to do. I think yeah. it's important to know what's in your food yeah. because you're going to look at that and you'll be like, A, that's going to make me feel like absolute crap tomorrow. Yes. And B, it's got about 800 cows in it. Yeah. <laughs> so like nearly half my cows for the day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you know what you're eating. And I think that's the most important thing is education behind what you're doing. Yeah, being mindful yeah. of it as well. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you, Emma? Because you've got a really cool Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got a little small Facebook group at the moment, um, and it's called Bikini Boot Camp with Emma. Brilliant. So I'll give you guys the link to that, but definitely get in touch with me over there. I'm not as um, on it with my Facebook page, but it's still there for people to okay. kind of go and have a little nosy on. So that's Fitness with Emma. Um, but more than welcome to join the group. I Brilliant. always leave tips, motivation, inspiration, and just like little bits of information that people can find and go to links and stuff like that. So, yeah. Brilliant. So that's what I've got. That's amazing. And we've got an exciting collaboration yes. coming up for GGC. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yes. So hopefully we can get you all in the flesh getting a sweat on. Yes. Yeah. Which is what we're doing this year, guys. <laughs> I know. We're getting amongst it. Keeping those 2019 goals strong. Exactly. <laughs> so we will be releasing more information on that very soon. But stay tuned for GGC Fitness. Awesome. Amazing. Right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Laura. It's been great to speak to you and I'm motivated now to get myself in shape. I mean, you're already in shape. Oh, God. Don't even go there. I know. We could talk about it for hours. But no, thank you and I'm looking forward to getting started. No, thank you, Laura. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Speak to you soon. Bye.